0: hello to our weird negroes and our weird non-negro constituents welcome to the weird negro podcast a podcast for us by us but all are welcome you can sit with us i am one of your weird favorite negroes uh el so flower lee
1: hey what's going on it's your boy j dub
0: hey it's cam Lovis, and we are here today to discuss with you guys on the new renaissance now when I say new renaissance, I'm basically paying homage to the Harlem Renaissance, right? From like the 20s, 30s, 1920s, 1930s.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And on my research, on my journey, it was a lot of shit. <laughs> 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 like, it's got yeah. so many different names about what's going on with it the Black Renaissance, the Harlem Renaissance, the Black Movement. Mm-hmm. It was just so much within itself. Yeah. Like, shit, Jada. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go off of uh, what I've got here for the Harlem Renaissance, like defining on what it is yeah. and whatnot. So we got an understanding. Mm-hmm.
1: It's best to understand it Yeah. So you can understand the present.
0: You have to define. You have to know what you're talking about, right? Okay. Defining the Harlem Renaissance. The Harlem Renaissance was the development of the Harlem neighborhood in New York City as a black cultural mecca in the early 20th century and the subsequent social and artistic explosion that resulted, lasting roughly from the 1910s through the mid-1930s. The period is considered a golden age in African-American culture, mm-hmm. manifesting in literature, music, stage performance, and art. Got this quote directly from the History Channel, so thank
1: you! Shout out to the History Channel.
0: Hey, <laughs> Like... Holy shit! I can't help but to say holy shit like a million times within this because black art, black people, we are phenomenal. Yeah. Why did this happen for the Harlem Renaissance? Uh, because of the Great Migration. Mhm. You guys ever heard of that? Yep. You want to break it down there since you've yeah. heard of it, Mr. Yeah. J. Yeah. So basically, the
1: um, <laughs> the Great Mi- the Great Migration was basically a time where African Americans were coming up from the south. Um, in the early 1900s to basically work in industrial sectors because basically, um, you know, like sharecropping stuff like that was basically becoming less productive, I guess, for African-Americans. Oh, okay. So they came up here to work <clears throat> in industries such as like the steel mills, Ford, which is coming up in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. New York, specifically, mm-hmm. um, just for like jobs, because like the urban Urbanization was happening, especially after World War One.
0: Okay. So So with the mm-hmm. Great Migration happening, you just got a whole bunch of uh black families moving mm-hmm. from down south.
1: Yep. Two to big north. um upper <clears throat> uh, metropolitan areas. Like right. Chicago, Detroit, right. uh Philadelphia. New York. Uh, yep, New York.
0: You know what? Yeah, Yeah, 'cause uh, huh, I won't say that my dad was a part of the Great Migration because mm-hmm. my daddy was not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but we can, you can uh, kind of relate to it with the whole migrating from one area to mm-hmm. the next. You know how some mm-hmm. people will say, well, you know, I probably do better going to New York to make it big, that yeah. kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's yep. kind of that's kind of interesting that that kind of thinking has just always been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, move on to something better and, and yep. bigger. Hopefully,
1: right? Yeah, most definitely. And to a certain extent to um, escape um, the racism in the South. Supposedly. Yeah, but it was still, uh, you know, relevant in the North. Just as, not as much.
0: Right. Like, I don't think you'd be worrying about getting lynched up North versus being somewhere like in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty dope. Mm, The importance of this movement. This movement increased visibility. It shattered stereotypes and it uplifted black America. Yep. Now, what do you think I mean by increasing visibility, J-Dub, Cam?
1: Um, it basically means that black people was becoming mainstream in American society. Because this was really a point where black people was trying to recreate themselves, <clears throat> especially since they didn't have a strong culture that mm-hmm. other ethnicities had in uh, America, especially um, post Civil War America. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, yeah, like uh, L was saying to escape uh, stereotypes and to create basically a new Negro as uh, was coined by W.E.B. Uh,
0: du Bois, yeah, I know okay, that. cool. Because <laughs> yep, I was about
1: to look it up, I didn't want to mess it up, but yeah, this wasn't oh, was, um, I did that wrong, it wasn't W.E.B. Du
0: Bois, It was... it, wasn't? it was an author. Alan Locke. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: What W.E.B. Du Bois coined mm-hmm. was a double consciousness. Yeah. Okay. That's what he coined from the experience of dealing with the Harlem Renaissance. Okay, cool. And with, uh... Sorry to just cut you off like that. No, <laughs> you're fine. You're, you're fine. <laughs> but no, let me get into uh, what he meant by, uh, mm-hmm. double consciousness. Mm-hmm. So what Du Bois meant by saying this statement was basically, uh, to acknowledge being black, but also acknowledging being black in America—like mm-hmm. those are two totally different things. Yeah. <laughs> like being a black person in America, I think even uh, a phrase that James Baldwin has stated in the past was to be a conscious black person in america is to be in a constant, constant state, state of, of anger. anger yes yeah. mm-hmm.
3: i've heard that too so they kind
0: of like go back back and forth right
3: yeah i mean well
0: it's not a lie it's not a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. lie like, like it's truly not like
1: you're, so yeah um i basically appreciate this uh error in black history most definitely because it allowed for blacks to Express themselves for the first time, mm-hmm. and to become uh, not only just black, but it also bled into other cultures, especially mm. you know white America. Oh yeah. Because mm. at this time, jazz. This yeah, was the, the in, emergence of jazz, and <gasps> basically this bled not only to the rest of the United States. Like everyone listened to jazz in the twenties. Mm. It created um, the floppers. Yeah. Flappers, yeah, yeah. Yep. The floppers. So the floppers. <laughs> So basically all of this was so influential to America it basically created America in the 1920s.
0: I will say it was like one of the start of Mm -hmm. black people creating trends and America just going right with it. Yep. Yeah, that's how I looked Mm -hmm. at it. The popular culture. I know that we've always been creative. We've always had some Mm -hmm. type of skill where we wanted to show off some type of way. Mm -hmm. You know, just from, it it just hasn't been, like, looked at like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, when it came for the, the great migration with all of us being up close and personal mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. eventually someone was gonna bust out something like yeah. either rapping poetry Langston Hughes I'm looking at you homie that shit was amazing <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> from like music like Billie Holiday like mm-hmm. expressing yeah. yourself Duke Ellington James nice. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Louis Armstrong
0: mm-hmm. it was
3: it was the the makings of the culture
0: it was the uh, foundation blocks for the culture profound
3: it was all the ingredients coming together
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think um,
1: Harlem was significant for this because Harlem already had a uh, history of black people being there that um, like like it basically helped. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse, sorry about that. But it basically uh, helped in creating an image for Black America. Cause at this, like, during World War One, if you ever heard of the Harlem Hellfighters? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a Black regiment in uh, World War One that was basically uh, really praised for being the first like Black regiment in american history to get like recognition yeah i
3: think i know what you're talking about it's kind of romanticized
1: Mm -hmm. and basically this helped push the importance of black people to make them seen as more serious i guess Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. one of the many pushes because again we've always been there we've always Mm -hmm. been Mm -hmm. in the trenches with everybody else it's just a lot of bullshit that gets thrown at us instead which is why Looking at the beginnings of something like the Harlem Renaissance like that, it was so profound. Like, it Mm. really started the bomb. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So, trying to see, like, exactly how long did a Harlem Renaissance go on for? I think Um, from the 20s to, like... The 30s. To mid-30s.
1: Yeah, because it ended because of the um, Great Depression. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. The stock market Uh, crashed, like, in nineteen twenty. That's when it was the first sign of an ending, in 1929, mm-hmm. when the stock market crashed.
1: Because yeah. during, during this time, um, in the 20s, basically everybody was doing good. Yeah. So, of course, if everybody's doing good financially, uh, you know, like, uh, economy-wise, mm-hmm. then that basically opens doors for, like, artistic ways expression. of Expression, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It fuels it. Because mm-hmm. this is something that's been throughout history all the time. Right. Uh, go, during like golden ages. Mm-hmm. after Especially during, after wars, it tend to, for more people to get creative, for more um, economic opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was basically for everybody. Since white people was doing so well, of course that bled off to black people
0: as well. Mm-hmm. So, and then... Once the fucking depression happened. Yeah. We all was hit. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. The depression didn't discriminate. Nope. No it was, it was did like not. I'm gonna hit your pockets <laughs> and your pockets and yep, yours mm-hmm. too. The Great mm-hmm. Depression was like fucking Sly Cooper. <laughs> you lose money. You lose money.
0: <laughs> oh, <my laughs> man. So of yep. course from dealing with the Great Depression families started like moving away from harlem to find other adventures other mm-hmm. ways to get to be stable again yep. yeah they left the same reason why they came there <laughs> yeah right
1: deaf. which is why in detroit you got like motown
0: and stuff like that i want to go over people to mention and honorable works to mention mm-hmm. that was a part of the harlem renaissance Of course, Langston Hughes. Now, I know for a fact that he is one of Cam's most favorite. (laughs) So I'm going to let Cam come through and talk about Uh, what her favorite is. Oh, you know what? Didn't you say you knew a poem from Langston Hughes? Oh, my goodness. There are a few poems. (laughs) Let me just
3: say, there are a few poems by Langston Hughes that I love. But my top two that I love, one I know by heart, um, the other one, I don't know it by heart, but I know bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. So, the one I know by heart of course, the one that we all know, and that is Harlem. It's actually called Harlem. Yep. But, um, I'm gonna recite, it, I'm gonna recite a little bit of it, because, you know, once I say it, you're gonna get it. But it's, um, <laughs> what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry mm-hmm. up like a raisin in the sun? Does it fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? Or does it crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it sags like a heavy load, or does it just explode? I was like, yes, Langston, yes! Come through. I love it. It's just the wordplay, and and it's one of those poems where it's like you can, I never, of course, heard Langston Hughes or don't think there's, like, a recording of his voice, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those poems where you can almost picture or, like, imagine him reciting that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, in, like, some, you know, poet-style 1920s, like, I guess, club or, like, hangout. Mm -hmm. Real, like, beat-nick vibe.
0: (laughs) And it's just... The imagery. Yes. He created that style, too. Yeah. It's called, like, jazz poetry. Mm -hmm. Uh He created that style where it was almost, like... Like, it's a rap. Yeah. Comedy, it, you know, it has like, a flow to it. Exactly. And that's
1: the poetry that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. When it has, like, a flow and that type of style. and uh, Especially the imagery. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't nothing like poetry, just like imagery. No. That you can just imagine. You can just see it. You can like, see it.
3: Yeah. It's like Don't a miss. visualization <laughs> that comes with it. And that's what I love about Langston Hughes' poetry is that you can almost put yourself or place yourself in the poem. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I really like I think is really really deep is mother to son and it's pretty much the poem is pretty much from a mother's perspective pretty much trying to like tell her son and she's like I tell you son life for me ain't been no crystal stair." and I think in the poem she says it had boards and nails and glass and floors torn up and it's pretty much like her telling her struggle to her son Mm -hmm. and she's like but I keep on climbing I keep on going. I keep on reaching. But I tell you, son, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. Like, I ain't had it easy. I had to fight to climb that high. I had to jump over this and jump over that. But I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I made it. Yeah. Love that poem. Yep. And
1: this really yeah. shows, like, um, not only, like, the day-to-day for black people at the time. Mm-hmm. This was the first time they was able to express exp- it, express it mm-hmm. in a way that um, um, also white Americans could understand. Mm-hmm. Because imagine, like, if you never met a black person, but to heard of Langston Hughes, like, Mm -hmm. and then you start reading his poems, Mm -hmm. it starts to uh, humanize black people, which was, you know, counters the dehumanization of black people at Mm -hmm. the time.
0: Yeah. And what's so pivotal about this movement is the fact that they created their own space.
1: Yep.
2: They created
0: their own space. They created their own stage Mm -hmm. to showcase what they were feeling, how they were feeling about things. They made themselves be seen to the world
2: of Mm -hmm. the works
0: of art that they created. From Langston Hughes and his poetry, Zora Neale Hurston and her works... With mm. writing, mm-hmm. uh, James Baldwin, Gwendolyn B. Bennett, Bessie Smith, Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. Oh. And my uh,
1: personal favorite, um, Duke Ellington. Mm.
0: Ooh, Duke A-Train.
1: Ellington. Mm. Look it up. Like- it's just that, the music that they just created was just, I still listen to it yeah, because to this It's day. still fun It's like, it's yeah. hits. It just creates, mm. like, it's just, I don't know. It's like a whole different feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: Anytime where you can create a work of art and it transcends time. Mm-hmm. That's that's that's, that's iconic. Like yeah. and that's basically what the Renaissance was about. Just sh- being a space mm-hmm. to let black people be seen for who they are, humanizing mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Right? From all the years of dealing with racist bullshit that we didn't even have to do like come on Mm -hmm. (laughs) get over that shit bro I'm a human being and let me show you that I'm a human being yeah hallowed renaissance phenomenal (laughs) now after that uh, ended because of the Great Depression because of the stock market crashing Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
0: a couple decades go by And then the next movement comes to mind. Mm -hmm. The Black is Beautiful movement. Yeah. For the 60s and the 70s. And you know how that just kind of went on. Black is Beautiful, like, Black Power, My Afro, My Dashiki. You Mm -hmm. know, the creation of uh, Kwanzaa. You Mm -hmm. know, like, if the Harlem Renaissance showed off uh, me wanting to be seen, then the Black is Beautiful movement is showing off me loving the skin that I am in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just, So much things came from that as well, like (laughs) Black Power, the Black Panther movement, fighting for what's right for you, like that. Afros. Yeah, I was just about uh, to say
1: that, Afros.
0: Huey P. Newton, like, you know, like, just, just, ah.
1: And Uh. since you brought up Afros, there's yet another example of how Black culture bled into Americanism. Mm Mm-hmm. Of uh, white people was walking around with afros, mm-hmm. it was the first time they couldn't like wear their natural hair. They had to get perms, mm. you know. The
0: hippie move. I'm pretty yeah. sure the hippie movement came from black folks. Like we <laughs> created, we created rock, we created jazz, we created so much amazing <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> soul and funk.
0: Soul and funk. Could you imagine world without soul? Mm. Ugh. I couldn't do it. It's in my name. I couldn't do it. (laughs) No. Let me see. There is a quote that I just really, really loved. Mm -hmm. It's actually a lyric. Let me see if I can find it here. Yep. Some people say we got a lot of malice. Some say it's a lot of nerve. But I say we won't quit moving until we get what we deserve. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Say it loud.
0: I'm
1: black and I'm proud. Like, yeah.
2: Do you see how
0: important these movements are where they just go and influence you? The yes. Harlem Renaissance is what I'm pretty sure is the basic foundation, the structure, mm-hmm. to have helped to influence people like James Brown, yes. to help influence Motown, to help mm-hmm. influence just Tina Turner. Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> uh being able to express yourself and be in love with yourself I feel that this movement was w- very well needed mm-hmm. because it's so often that we even t- in today's standards we see that straight is the best way right or mm-hmm. being, didn't some happen in 2019 where it got uh, passed by law that black people can actually wear their natural hair to workplace ah uh, like that actually I, I don't know if it was that
3: specific mm-hmm or if it was like more so like a thing like you can't discriminate because of someone's hair or like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to look that one up. We, we don't, don't find out. so we, we can don't get the, find the, out. Well, the
1: And even they talked one. about because that in the um <laughs> in the article that we looked at um before here from um Time magazine. Mm-hmm. um from Aram Kadid. Kandit. Still Is think it's it Ebra.
0: Ibram. We're going to go with Ibram, because Ibram yeah. sound cool. But you can even, always hit us up. <laughs> yeah. You can always
1: hit us up and Ibr- correct Ibram us. Kendi. Yeah. Look it up. The article is called, This is the Black Renaissance. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the article, he talked about a young lady on graduation day. And she was talking about... They were basically having a discussion about her hair. So they were saying things like, you know, the Afro, cornrows, locks. Um, and basically... How everyone was basically saying, like, we're not ashamed of wearing that to show it to the world anymore. Mm-hmm. And basically to be um, unapologetically black, you know? So Or hair love, if you want to call it that. Yes. There you go. Yeah.
0: To love the skin that you're in. To love what you are working with. Mm-hmm. In its philosophy, black is beautiful. It focused also on the emotional and psychological well-being. The movement affirmed natural hairstyles like mm-hmm. the Afro and uh, different skin colors and hair textures and physical mm-hmm. characteristics found in the African American community. Yeah, really? all that from the African American. Uh, the Smithsonian for the African American. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: okay. The yeah, the, na- the national, national museum of African American history, and, history <laughs> and culture.
2: Oh, okay. It, look cool. at that. It came to. Both <laughs> <laughs> no, it exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> that. That wasn't planned. <laughs> Get
1: out of my head. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the art, if you look back at the um, Harlem Renaissance, it also created a new style of art that was unique mm-hmm. to black people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like
3: each movement has its own style. Yeah. Yep. That made it kind of unique.
1: Yeah. This was basically, if you look at it, it's kind of like jazz art. Mm. Um, in his influence, um, basically like the the disproportionate hands or mm-hmm. the way that the the bodies is drawn, mm-hmm. it's kind of like wild and. um Is it
3: kind of like the picture at the beginning of Good Times? I know this is. Yeah. Kind of remember how Good Times with yeah. the picture. That's kind of what I feel mm-hmm. like it would be. What it would look like. Yeah. yeah.
1: Kind of like the. Blocky or the yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the for
3: mm-hmm. reference. It's mm-hmm. like the picture at the beginning of Good Times. Yeah. yeah, yep. It's kind of like how. So it's was
1: escaping was. like realism at the time, which was if you look at old Renaissance pictures, uh, there there was really trying to make things extra realistic. And mm-hmm. the way that the um, the shading of the skin was, the mm-hmm. way that the eyes, you know, everything had to be uh, ultra realistic. But with this. It allowed black artists to make, like, these wild expressions and to use different colors in a way that wasn't used before. Yeah. It's really fucking
3: deep. It is. And then you have, like you said,
0: the, the Black is Beautiful
1: movement. Mm-hmm. movement.
0: Now, from what I was reading with the Black is Beautiful movement, it also liked to talk about how uh, a lot of the artists was trying to push the whole thing of... Of they wanted the people to look back at our roots, mm-hmm. like the African culture, um, bringing that into, yeah. bringing that back to the front. You is know, having Pan- letting us have like an identity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is it called Pan Africanism? Right.
0: It is. There is a form called Pan Africanism. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, yeah. would you say this
3: movement is what sparked kind of that term of like being
0: Afrocentric? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. you could say that. Any Afro American? Yeah. Did you ever mm-hmm. have you ever heard that term? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that all sparked from, black is love, black is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, I I'd say it would be needed, You're but right. you know what? But, um, uh-huh. here's here's a moment for me to question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How bad do you think it has to be in the world that we have to a, the a people have to come together? And create a movement, declaring that they are beautiful, that they are loved.
3: It has to be pretty mm. bad. Yeah, I, I would say I'm trying to choose my words delicately, but then I'm also not trying to choose them delicately. Fuck I, also well, <laughs> I also don't care. I also don't care. To me, I feel like the nation failed. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. failed mm-hmm. when you have a group of people that have to. Openly express that they're beautiful because it has not been, it has been beaten and out of them essentially, mm-hmm. or it has stripped away from them. Mm-hmm. Then you failed as a nation.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Because
0: but here's the thing, though they they've never looked at black people as, as American people exactly, at that. Like, <laughs> and as Americans, they never and looked that at. It's as always is a failure within itself.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always black art. Oh, it's always black music. Mm-hmm. It's never just American. This
3: it's never just artist.
1: art. Yeah, it's mm-hmm.
0: never
3: just music.
1: Just the same way as people look at country as American, mm-hmm. they don't say it's white country people music. Mm-hmm. They say it's American music, which is true. So why is it that African Americans, even when you
0: have like a country artist and he's mm-hmm. black, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a still, black he's a country black artist. country artist. So it's. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it is making um, African Americans into this utter that we've been trying to fight against for the longest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I was going to bring up um, the two different approaches. Okay. To um the black arts movements and like the Harlem Renaissance mm-hmm. and the actual you know, black arts movement in the seventies and sixties. So you can see in the in the twenties that African Americans were, um, essentially trying to make themselves into Americans. You know were trying be seen. to be Americans, right. being seen as American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than in the sixties and seventies, um, they was going to our origins of Africa, mm-hmm. and bringing that back, saying, "You know what? We're tired of trying to be American. We're just going to be what we were before we was forced to come here,"
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is where the um, Africanism side of it came from.
0: Yeah, part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I won't say a hundred percent because okay. you know how you know how we be. Mm-hmm. We be out there. We're all over the place. We're not just one thing. So yeah. I will say yeah. a good portion of them for sure thought like mm-hmm. i'm gonna i want to bring this back here and this is what i am yeah. like, I'm afro-american mm-hmm. i am i have mm-hmm. an identity outside of this shit. right <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: something to think about
0: it is it is yeah. now let's mosey on over to what's now mm-hmm. and what are they calling it now uh the black, the black, renaissance. Renaissance. The black renaissance the renaissance is black mm-hmm. Boom. that there is we what we're going with baby now, just as we've stated before, a few times now, mm-hmm. Harlem Renaissance was trying to be seen as American. Mm-hmm. Black is beautiful was just being in love with themselves, mm-hmm. having love for themselves for once. And now, this new movement is basically just wanting to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like, being. Just to,
0: just to explain it, right? Like, I, I don't want to be just black excellence. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to be me. I just want to be alive. Yeah. Because our counterparts... They can be mediocre and still be wonderful and thriving and yes. living a happy, healthy mm. life. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I always have to strive for the very best. Yeah. Be always on my t, te- my uh, p's and q's, mm-hmm. all of that. Like, why can't I live mm-hmm. my own mediocre life?
1: So, what you say is basically taken away from the group and given to the individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like looking at artwork, like from Issa Rae,
3: mm-hmm. insecure.
0: Her show is has boomed the way it has from it originally like in 2016 and the i feel that the reason why it got so big is because it's showing off this person who doesn't have it all together and she just so happens to be black mm-hmm. yeah, cuz let's be real we don't have everything together we're not this perfect being we're not excellent every fucking moment that we breathe Mm -hmm. no we're awkward we're insecure we have issues we go through things and i would like to see that story get brought to life Mm -hmm. i would like to see that in my art i Mm want to hear about that in my music i want to see it on tv sometime i want to read about it Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cam, you was reading some shit before. That wasn't Black Excellence. That was some wild <laughs> shit. <laughs> What's her name? Sister Soldier. Uh, like so... bruh <laughs> Oh my goodness, this some book wild shit.
3: So, uh, Sister Soldier after twenty years, mm-hmm. I believe it is, since the release of the coldest winter ever. For y'all listening, if you read the book or aware of it, I'm pretty sure you know they're literally calling it like a cult classic. Mm-hmm. She finally came out with a sequel. Mm -hmm. Uh, 20 years for us, 15 years in the book. This book is nothing like what you would expect (laughs) from the Coldest Winter Ever sequel. It was nothing like that. I want to say, like the beginning, like the twist and everything at the end, everything in the middle was like fucking Inception. Mm -hmm. It, Mm -hmm. it, It was literally like, Points where i'm like what am i reading it what what? what am i reading, reading
1: oh.
2: what am i reading okay. i'm not gonna
3: spoil so. the book <laughs> honestly you could probably you know what fuck it because you could probably look at the reviews on amazon because everyone's pissed about it <laughs> me
1: whoa
3: <laughs> i'm not pissed about it i just feel like it, it it wasn't a sequel it didn't read or feel like a sequel mm-hmm. it felt like a book a that could a standalone it mm-hmm. felt like a standalone Mm -hmm. The only thing that made it a sequel was the beginning (laughs) and the end and the few and the few references in the middle. She literally there's one part in the book where she is recapping pretty much the ending of the coldest winter ever. Mm -hmm. And then we're back to some weird shit and her being, you know, in purgatory. Do, trying to dangle and be, between heaven and hell, and she's being turned into a dog one minute, a rat the next minute, a was serpent the next minute. No, no! <laughs> that's the crazy part. No, we're I'm literally just, <laughs> it's so much. And then the book, I'm like, what the fuck? So that's why I'm like, I get the message behind it, uh-huh. I get what the author was trying to convey, but that's me. Uh, I think other people reading the book, that's not gonna like. Analyze it that deep Mm -hmm. They're gonna be like What the fuck is this Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's There were people asking For their money back Uh, Like look Look at the Amazon reviews It's (laughs) kind (laughs) of So what I was hoping Would go
0: into detail of Would be the first book Not the second (laughs) Well I'm sorry I
3: had to throw that out there The first book I read And I was telling Elle about it Now mind you When I read The Coldest Winter Ever I was like Eight, nine years old. I really had no business reading this book. I had mm-hmm. no business. You know, when you're young, you have no business doing a lot of things that some of y'all was doing. We're going to leave it at that. Uh-uh. But.
0: Don't be calling out our audience. I'm just. Like I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry.
3: But hey, look, y'all know. Y'all it's know what truth. you're doing. Thank you. Now, when I was younger reading this book, I remember having more sympathy for Winter. I'm like, that's so messed up. Like, this black family unit, this, this. My adult self is like.
0: She's a whole ass idiot.
3: She. <laughs> Her parents failed her. Her Mm -hmm. parents failed her. They left her with no sense of self. They left her materialistic, feeling like she was Queen Sheba. She was like, my Mm -hmm. father's the top-notch drug dealer of the world, Mm -hmm. and my mama the baddest bitch, and I'm the (laughs) princess, bow down. And li- they literally say that in the book like there's literally parts of the book where like it's her inner monologue like her inner thoughts uh-huh. and she's literally like they should be bowing down to me like I need to be wearing the baddest ish with the baddest dude mind you the baddest dude didn't even want her cause he had common sense <laughs> she never ends up with midnight spoiler alert she never ends up with midnight <laughs> he, he's like I'm not going to jail for messing around with a sixteen-year-old who just turned seventeen, and I think in the book he was like twenty-two. She mm-hmm. did not care. Mm-hmm. She in in the coldest winter ever. She <laughs> robbed. <laughs> she took her man's, her friend, her best friend's man. Mm-hmm. Uh, because her father kept their family so under his thumb, and by that he took care of them, but he didn't give them any. Any foundation to like take care of themselves without him, it was like their whole life was based off mm-hmm. of needing what he provided for them. Mm-hmm. So when he was no longer there, because you know the government came for her dad, then she it was all like, fell "Exactly." It all her fell mom downhill. ended up on crack. <laughs> no she bad. was bouncing between. Okay,
1: so I got a question. Now. Okay, so are you
3: sure the second book don't make sense? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're she wasn't always some type of uh, junkie, junkie, junkie.
3: No, because when there's was, more to the second <laughs> oh. book
0: that lets you know it's it. not that. That's so, so all of that, just to go back. <laughs>
3: well, Elle didn't give me any bases on like, look, look, where she look, wanted look, me to no, go. No, go. No, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop.
0: She did give me all any bases. All I wanted to say was just that having, uh, a stage to be able to write whatever the fuck you want to write. Your art, whatever you got going on, and yeah. give it out to the public. Like, that is a form of art. Yeah. And it can go... It can be go really, really well. Like, the first book was fucking amazing.
3: Oh, yeah, or it was good. It was a page-turner. It could be a shit show, like the second book. I just... <laughs> I'm only here for the beginning and the end. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sister Soldier. I am so sorry. I'm... I, you know how sequels be. I heard that... Her book, um, The Portia Santiago Story, which is Winter's Sister. Okay. Spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deeper Love Inside. I heard that was good.
0: Well, now we're going to find out if it's actually good or not.
3: Yes. <laughs> my, I'm, I'm going to get the book from my sister and borrow it from her.
0: <laughs> borrow. quotation. <'cause they> sure <laughs> borrow there. it from her. <laughs> but, yeah, like, being able to have the ability, the platform to put in your own art and mm-hmm. just to be, you mm-hmm. know, the main character from this fucking book shit show just what the fuck but cautionary I mean, tale it's people people have cautionary tales mm-hmm. people are yeah. peopleing. people ain't shit but you know what <laughs> you make a good
3: point though because at the end of the coldest winter ever there is a section that they inserted which is a Q&A between the author and uh, I'm not sure if it was um, a reporter for a newspaper or who mm-hmm. it was um, this is this book came out in like '99, so it wasn't any mm-hmm. social media involved. Right. So it had to be like a newspaper or a periodical, something like that. But they asked her those questions of why she thinks her book did so well, and Sister Soldier said, even though it's fiction, there's there's nothing in this book that's based off of like anyone that the that Sister Soldier knows or grew up with. Mm-hmm. It's relatable. Mm-hmm. People know. Mm-hmm that friend whose dad is a drug dealer or whose mom ended up on crack or mm-hmm. who dated a guy that was like this or did this or did that and because of that it takes them back to their own personal experiences mm-hmm. and it makes it relatable <clears throat>
2: yeah
3: and that's really what the books the music the culture mm-hmm. that's really what helps it grow
1: It's because you relate to it. Because there are universal truths to
0: uh, humans in general. We all love. We all Mm -hmm. hate. We all get jealous. We all have feelings, and that's how we all connect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And being able to create something and show off those emotions, Mm -hmm. we all should be able to do. And these movements, how powerful they were, how powerful they are still, they influence us. They influence the culture. They influence who we should be, who mm-hmm. we want to be. Mm-hmm. I learned not to be Sister Soldier's character. Like, this little girl was crazy <laughs> as hell. I never Winter. want to make that choice. Don't,
3: don't be Winter Sa- Santiago. Spoiler alert, she went to jail for 15 years. <laughs> she still is. i sorry. And the dude, she, it wasn't even her fault. Like, she went to jail for drugs mm-hmm. and guns mm-hmm. that weren't even her drugs and guns. The dude was like, I'm going to put everything in your name. So when she go down, it all go back on you. Mm-hmm. And then he literally just put her in the car with the drugs and the guns and then walked away like he ain't know her. But read the ending. <laughs> Listen to Ooh. my words. Read the ending. There you go. Read the, to, the ending. To <laughs> life it. after death.
0: Make sure you finish it.
3: <laughs> read the ending to life after death because that dude does make a, a subtle reentry. The dude she did 15 years for. Mm. Oh, and it was beautiful. Mm. I love the way she she dissed him so hard, and I was here for it. <laughs> I was so here for it. Now,
0: here's the thing that is starting to come up more so now, and I love it because mm-hmm. a lot of the time in the past, like in the '90s, for sure. Mm-hmm. Our, when we did have our voices voiced, it was always the urban setting, right? Dealing mm-hmm. with drug dealers, dealing with gang bangers, and this kind of shit. And I'm sorry, but I'm a weeb ass nigga. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> no. You know? So the art that's finally coming out now, and it's mm-hmm. just showing, representing who you are as yeah. a person. I relate to the most. Like, mm-hmm. I love the Harlem Renaissance because it seems so elegant, so profound, yeah. so free, earth-shattering, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the Black is Love movement, uh, movement itself was like, yes, I love the skin that I'm in. It's perfect. It's wow. Mm-hmm. But again, also, excellent, Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm not an excellent, fantastic person a hundred percent of the time. Sometimes um, I be ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Look, sometimes I'm I'm hair tied, sweatpants, chilling with no makeup on, For eating real. some Häagen Dazs ice cream, watching and that, YouTube. Listen,
0: something she just did in watching the beginning YouTube. of that. Watching You just it's it's being you, being a yeah. person. It's relatable.
2: It's relatable. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: There is one thing that someone did. They they're starting to do like more uh fantasy based items mm-hmm. with black people put into it. Mm-hmm. Horror movies with black folks in it and they mm-hmm. ain't the first ones to die. Like, oh my god. Right? We you. live at yeah, the, the end. The we survive <laughs> <laughs> Like it's I, I my my favorite movement right now is probably this one. Because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the most relatable. Horror other black thing. like yes. b-
1: basically uh, black horror film. For just in general. Uh-huh. in general.
0: Like it's showcasing what you are actually feeling instead of just being your very best person. Yeah. Sometimes I can't be my very best. Like I am <laughs> no. a human and mm-hmm. to yeah. human is to error. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. I want to hear about what's going on with you and you done messed up. How you gotta pull yourself up. There's that underdog yeah. thing that mm-hmm. I'm into again, right? Yep. Pulling yourself up from the bottom. I want to hear about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great to, to watch it, to witness it, because it's like, yeah, I, I can see myself on there, on the film, mm-hmm. in books, in movies, in uh, uh, songs. Yes. It's so great now. Like, this is probably my favorite movement in general. Mm-hmm. Mm. You've got uh, Jordan Peele, Get Out. That was some wild shit. Yes. <laughs> just watching somebody The symbolism someone, of it. Like, mm. that you could seriously relate to. Like, damn, there you go with that white girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
3: at the end of it, you're like, mm, he knew he shouldn't have been with that. He knew he shouldn't have been with
0: her. We, we tried to tell him. No diss against interracial love. None no so whatsoever. But let's amazing. be real. How
3: much of y'all gave up tea after that?
0: Oh. Just <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, <laughs>
1: one thing that I really do like that's been uh, going on is basically like, since I'm a nerd, black superheroes um, oh, coming man. out of comic uh, books, because mm-hmm. that's one thing that's really like that I can really relate to, especially like uh, Black Panther. What kind of? I remember? know. Yes. Yeah, like it may not had like the best action um action uh you know coordination Mm -hmm. but the story and the feeling and especially the music Mm -hmm. like i still remember like seeing it in theaters and Uh, like hearing the uh, intro song uh, with the drums and the the vocals our
0: people went out and they showed the fuck out didn't they yes it was just seeing everybody pull up to the theater and they got
3: cheekies that That was just amazing
0: (laughs) it was it was black excellence it was black
1: uh, and they made him. It was just Yeah, and I, I just love that they like stripped him from right, you know straight from the comic books. Because yeah. one thing about Black Panther is, uh, if they wouldn't have gotten this down, then you know, it would have discredited the character, his intelligence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they were able to show off an of intelligent black man. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. And I do want to say There's something we don't yes, see often.
3: Black Panther was snubbed at the Oscars just want to say that yeah mm. it deserved yeah. the oscar we all know that yeah, yeah. so
0: but the the, but the the people. The feeling it um, left the, the people know yeah. the people know who who it was really yeah. for. Mm-hmm. that's all yep. that really matters the people know ah uh, so besides what else happened you know what no 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 no. the nerd in me is coming out a recent thing happened in may here may 8th was black Fay day Mm. It's where uh, all the black cosplayers all around on social media decided they were going to make this day be the day where they get to dress up in their best fits for cosplaying as mythical creatures. You could be a fairy, an orc, whatever the fuck. It <laughs> was amazing. And they made it, They, these cosplayers, they decided to bring this up because they wanted to see more of themselves out there they wanted it to be more relatable there's black people in the world black people are everywhere black Mm -hmm. people are the future you mean to tell me you ain't gonna never gonna see no black leprechaun lie again (laughs) 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 oh speaking
1: of black leprechauns what was that that story that came out a few years ago of like it was i think it was in georgia or something like that where Uh, they were saying they saw a black leprechaun in the trees I don't know, it made me think of that.
3: Okay, you talking Look about yeah. mama, you sure they wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> it like became like a massive meme. Because right. uh, there was a whole bunch of black people out there just waiting for the leprechaun to come back or something with gold. It's just it's, it's funny, <laughs> but it just made me think about that.
0: <laughs> just, just in general, I'll say again, my favorite movement right now is the movement that's happening right now. The Mm -hmm. renaissance being completely black. Just you being yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether that be nerdy, whether that be hard-headed, messing around with people you don't need to be hard messing around with. (laughs) Uh, Romantic, Mm -hmm. the music, the the movies, the podcasts. (laughs) Just being able to express yourself and you're expressing the authenticity of you. Mm -hmm. That's what I really love about this. That's what this movement that's happening right now is about. And that's basically what this episode is focusing on. Just mm-hmm. the movements in general and how each movement is important, why it's mm-hmm. important, and yep. why this current movement is Elle's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: They basically going through phases for um, black people. Um, they're American, but trying to become American, mm-hmm. trying to become our authentic, like, before American selves, mm-hmm. and then just becoming ourselves at the end.
0: Just at the end just of the day, accepting just accepting like, that. Fuck it, I just want yeah. to be me. Yeah. Just be you. Mm-hmm.
1: You don't have to be, you know, uh, stereotypical. I don't know. What's stereotypical for black people now? Game banging. Game
0: banging.
1: Nope. I'm nothing like that. I'm a nerd. I <laughs> plays video I know. games.
3: I like comic books. Yep. I believe in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. No, it's not evil. I stage everything. I tarot. I don't know who
0: my do. crystals. I like my comic books. Yep. I like my weird shit. I like mm-hmm. my I like my stuff. acoustic
1: music. <laughs> I like my country. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Shout out to all the black um, country artists.
0: We love you, little
3: nice <laughs> <laughs> But should we say your real
0: name? <laughs> I love him so much. But just, like, wanting to be yourself and mm-hmm. showing it out there and not giving a damn by what anybody else has to say Because
3: let's it. be honest, people going to have something to say regardless, so regardless. you might as well be you. Mm-hmm. If they're going to have something to say
0: regardless, you might as well be you. You got to mm-hmm. live that life, you might as well do what you do best. Exactly. Yeah. Be you. Mm-hmm. That's yep. effortless. And you know, and I love the fact that these movements weren't just for black people. Mm-hmm. They were for all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we have yeah. influenced all, the entire world yep. within itself. With the Harlem Renaissance, with, like, showing off that we can be human. We are, see, see us as human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone else was like, you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should see us as people. I'm a hardworking motherfucker too. Yep. Right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Black is. is beautiful movement. I am in love with myself and I take pride in who I am. Mm-hmm. That's, that should go for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Just the same way as like black people, uh, especially like millennials and Gen Z, got attached to anime. Mm-hmm. The same way as everybody else get attached to black culture as well. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Our music is phenomenal. It's everywhere. <laughs> it is. And we're still
3: making bold statements. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but on Instagram, there's this one that's popping up where it's called uh, "Melanin Rainbow."
2: and it is
3: they have flags and shirts and it's pretty much like the American flag shape but instead of it being red and white stripes, it is a rainbow of brown hues. From the lightest oh. brown hue all the way to the darkest. And then at the bottom it says Melanin Rainbow. Whoa.
0: Yes, That's cool. you should look it up.
3: It's on Instagram. It's cold as hell. And it's, they have a flag. It's a legit, like, large flag you can hang up on the wall that says Melanin Rainbow. And it's mm-hmm. the aesthetic of the American flag, but with brown, different shades of brown. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. And it's That's called cool. and Rainbow. That is dope as fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is really dope. Cool. I
3: was like, I want a shirt. <laughs> See?
0: Like, just just showing you off, being you. That mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. What do you think is probably your uh, most favorite piece of art, whether it be music, mm-hmm. movies, books, whatever, from this era, for this movement?
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I say for me right now is books. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we, I enthusiastically have said, I just finished. (laughs) You just took over. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't help it. It had to be stated. Like, damn. um, Chill out. But yeah, prior to that, I read Cicely Tyson's book, and it's just beautiful. What, beautiful, a beautiful soul. Like, wow. what a beautiful song. What a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, nope, that was a lie. It was Barack Obama's, but it took me a while to finish it. Listen,
0: I saw <laughs> this sick. little tome of a book that Campbell was book looking at. It was pretty oh my sick. It, it took
3: some time. It was looking than your grandmama's
0: uh, Bible. Man. Like,
3: ooh, it did man. give some good insights into his presidency. Mm-hmm, um, one part in particular where he mentioned his presidency was different from others because there was more pressure on him not to fail. Because mm-hmm. if he failed it wasn't his failure. It was the black people's failure.
0: Again, mm-hmm. looking at the fact that <laughs> these, these other past movements have been on black excellency mm-hmm. I have to be my very fucking mm-hmm. best. It's oh. not just me. Yep. Yep. Like, yeah.
3: It was like Ugh. it was, he even said he was like if I failed, mm-hmm. they were gonna look like, see, this is mm-hmm. why we can't have mm-hmm. a black president. I I oof the like, stress. I saw that stress all over the cover of that book. I saw them gray hairs <laughs> and I was like, We thank you, President Obama, because we know you you took that stress on for us.
0: I, I give accolades <laughs> to the people before me because all the shit that you had to go through, all the adversity that you had to fight to go through it, and still yeah. show off the best that you have to offer and be iconic yeah that, that is wow that's beautiful
3: and it's a yeah. lot to take on and it's also
0: not fair <laughs> <laughs> it is not fair that we have to go why do we have to go through that versus them yeah. <laughs> everyone yeah. else can just be lackluster do like the very bare minimum for the class project Meanwhile, I have to do everything and then some just to be seen as somewhat enough.
3: Oh, you wrote a mm. 10 page paper Well here's a 30 page paper with the bibliography and <laughs> photos and diagrams all cited in
0: mm. the paper little binder thing here you go. Like mm. that is what we have to do and still only get looked at as. Yep. Ah, oh, good
1: you job. did too much. right or well, didn't say that
0: oh, yeah, I mean, you're doing too much, or mm-hmm. why you gotta stick up your ass, or whatever, because yeah. I have to be the best. Right. <laughs> and I'm sick of Because the world I'm is, sick ar- of it. Well, I'm not going to say the world,
3: but the U.S. already expects me to be mediocre. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Lower than that. Yeah. Lower than that. They don't even expect us to be mediocre. They expect us to be trash. Mm. They already think that we're lazy, and or X Y, and all of this other nonsense, yeah. that we're clearly not. Yep. Yeah, I think when, I... I brought up one instance,
3: uh, I think I told Elle about it, where I went to the doctor Mm -hmm. with my sister. This Mm -hmm. was when my sister was um, pregnant with my niece. And the doctor, it was a routine checkup, you know, make sure everything's good. Um, And the doctor asked my sister, like, you know, how many children she had. My sister was like, this is her first. You know, she was excited and all, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm getting a niece. And then the the doctor, and I know it was probably unconsciously, but it just shows how ingrained it Mm -hmm. She looked at me and she was like, first off, I have a baby face. Secondly, she was, she, like, really <laughs> how, she was like, how many children do you have? And I'm like, none. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that was such a weird question for me. Because I'm like, she didn't ask me even if I had children. Yes. She said, she just how so many she just
0: do you have? You have? Yeah. Just like, bro, shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Again. My favorite <laughs> movement is this one right now. Yeah, yes. I can just be me. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, J Dub? What is the um, fa- what is your favorite piece of art that you like right now?
1: Cara? You know what? To be honest, I was thinking about it, mm-hmm. but it's like it's it's so much that I've seen. I can't really pinpoint. But one thing that I really do appreciate about um, what's happening now is black art. Mm-hmm. Like in, in terms in of yeah, mm-hmm. just black art like. Um, paintings and sculptures Um, because I remember going to um, DIA uh,
2: maybe last year and they had an
1: exhibit on like modern um, black art Mm -hmm. and it was it was just so it was just so amazing to see like the different styles of art and the different subjects uh, you know, yeah, you had things on, like, slavery and stuff like that, but you also had things on, like, just a cityscape. Mm-hmm. I remember this one cityscape where I think the artist, it kind of looked like he, I don't know, it's hard to describe. He, like he, It was like a paper collage. Okay. So he took different colored paper and put mm. it, like, together to make, like, a painting or, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, it was yeah. just it was just I know cool, about. yeah. yeah. About. Um, instead of you know the classic brush strokes, he he did that. He so, did something different. Yeah, it was just like yeah, it was cool. And also, I remember the giant painting that was in there. Um, I don't know if it's still in there or not, but it was like a black king, okay. or a modern king. Mm. He had like a. Um, the necklace on and like he was he had the fur coat on. Oh wow and the crown. Wow. And he was like yeah. on the horse. Like it was just one. like a right. giant I picture I like to see that it was one. cool.
0: See- the one I was picturing when you said DIA for mm-hmm. Detroit Institute of Arts,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: I was picturing—he's probably not even up there anymore. It's been so long. It was a black dude in a white, white wife beater, jeans, and his Tims. and he was oh. uh, on a horse. I know which one you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. You, know I mean? yeah. you gonna mention. I uh-huh. thought that was really fire. Yeah,
1: I remember to that
3: it too. Is. That was wow. cool. I
0: remember that one. Wow. I bet, yeah. So I have a most favorite, and I have a most hated. Mm, mm. for Because, uh, you know, art is expressive, it's subjective, it's mm. whatever the other person is going to be viewing it as on right. top of what the person created it to be. Yeah. So, my most hated was, uh, what's the name of it? Them. Them? Ooh, <laughs> well, did you see that show? I
3: did not see them.
0: It's on Amazon because Prime. Because
3: I... Mm-hmm uh looked at the reviews uh-huh and the reviews deterred me yeah from watching them smart and the <laughs> the reason why is because the reviews may sound
0: like torture porn and that's not that's, my oh not I know what my, you're talking about yes that's what it is it, okay it's not the it jordan up. peele was- vibes that i love now comparing it to my most favorite which is what jordan peele was a part of lovecraft country mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both of them are similar where it deals with like back in the day you know like mm-hmm. in the 50s, jim crow I, era jim crow, 70s, racism that kind mm-hmm. of thing dealing with racism it focuses on uh black characters dealing with an environment of that mm-hmm. right on yeah. top of some, a supernatural spin to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both both shows Lovecraft Country was something by Jordan Peele. It's on HBO. Mm-hmm. Was it on HBO or was it on Showtime? I no, it's, it's HBO. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and it's starring Journey Smollett. Yes,
0: yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So it's HBO. And I highly recommend Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It had yeah. a few moments where it was a little bit like, oh, okay, it's a little extra. But it was still <laughs> enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It was still enjoyable. Versus them, them was true. Ah uh,
3: did you hear her start it's to say trash. the T R in trash?
0: But I was just like fuck it. It was trash. I did not like it. Like whatever kind of message you was trying to go for, you went Yeah, I'm over looking at like the
1: reviews. That. It got a sixty three percent on rotten tomatoes.
0: Yeah, there was <laughs> there was one
3: review that really just like kind of was distraught and broke the camel's back where I was not gonna watch this. Mm-hmm. Is when there was one person that reviewed it, and they said that it was a scene in episode five, I believe. They said, where I guess the main—I don't know if she's the main character in because I haven't watched it, but there was an African American woman essentially being raped while her child, her infant child, was being murdered. Yeah. And As I'm the main character. And yeah. I'm like, and we're done. And not we watching went into it.
0: detail on how the baby got murdered. All like this. It was it was a lot. Like they went lot. into detail, like they talking it. about it no, or no, no, show. No, they showed it. They showed it out. No, they did. They showed that. No, oh. they showed the murder and the rape full out. All of that. I mean, like they didn't show you know like the penis going to. Oh, the no, office. they not did. Not like no, that. not like that. Not <laughs> but... porno style. I know. I know that. But you know how? But I mean, like they showed. You know it. how with some yeah, shows yeah, when I'm it's gonna... about
3: to imply mm-hmm. graphic, they'll cut away. They'll do like a cut where you can like yeah, maybe hear nah, it, but you're not seeing it
0: seeing it happen. Oh wow. It was gross. Like they okay, let me just say that the the family, the uh, the you know, the OG mm-hmm. family, the main family that's in it, the black family, mm-hmm. they have a dog and mm-hmm. let me just say their dog mm-hmm. had the most humane death out of everybody. Wow. Wow. Not saying that the, the family got murdered or not if you're gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. But just know that out of all the deaths that did happen on that show, mm-hmm. the dog's death was probably the most humane.
1: Wow. Uh, I was about to ask what, the, what does that consist of, but
0: <laughs> I, I just, ain't
1: trying Spoilers.
3: I, I need to know um, why Them mm-hmm. was so hardcore with it. And they actually, uh, because people was kind of felt some way about it, they actually did do an interview with, I believe Them is produced by Lena Waithe.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I forget the other guy that did worked on it with her. I forget his He's name. He's got
0: a, a show name that is Little Marvin. And Lena Waith was the executive producer, right?
3: And they yeah. they pretty much said that which is that, so disappointing because Lena know. fucking Waithe, like what? I know. <laughs> and they, but they said that pretty much they didn't want to take it easy on the audience. They're saying that they that back in those actual times, shit was cruel. It was cruel and it was which bad. I get right. I get.
0: But also, where in this aspect? Where in this plot? are they going to talk about the uh, supernatural? Because it's like, okay, I'm dealing with racist people, I know. Mm-hmm. But where's the supernatural shit at? We get like everyone, every blue moon, like a racist ghost that comes up that's like starting some shit. Mm-hmm.
3: Racist I, ghost. But that's not, super, that's not enough
0: supernatural. That's not... Well, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this. It mm-hmm. wasn't like every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Each family member... It was mom, dad, and they two kids, two girls. Mm-hmm. Each family member had a uh, their own personal demon that they had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that demon was definitely rooted in racism. Mm-hmm. Like, the father had, like, that, uh, the blackface character okay. kind of monster dealing The with one them. that they kind
3: of advertised in the mm-hmm. trailer and everything? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: The wife, she was just that bitch. She was just that bitch. Like, she had the main, the main bad guy on her. Okay. Uh, the older daughter had a whole thing dealing with herself. Mm-hmm. She didn't love herself, and she mm-hmm. wanted to be white to be seen as perfect and better. Mm-hmm. So that was a demon she had to deal with. And the little girl just had. I honestly, I feel like the little girl's monster was probably the most interesting. But the little girl's monster didn't have like enough show you know Mm -hmm. screen time yeah okay like they could have they probably could have did a little bit more with that but all in all just to say them was very disappointing and if you had to do a toss-up between them go for lovecraft lovecraft country was phenomenal like it was smart it it talked about racism but it also did showed us like being able to fight through that shit it showed us being us you know Mm -hmm. like. Going through it and still surviving without having to be
1: so fucking excellent all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I think the, the, um, not necessarily the philosophy, but the meaning behind Lovecraft Country, because you know that, um, H.P. Lovecraft was a massive racist. Yes. So bringing that back for black people and using it to express ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, You know, really smart. Yeah.
0: Uh, See. Give me give me more stuff like that. If you have to touch on the race card, mm-hmm. as in like back in the day, race card. Like, yeah. give me some shit like that to turn on his head. But I don't yeah.
3: want a whole show of just torture torturing like a black family or black. I, that's
0: that's life already. I don't yeah. want
3: to be. It's like it's like when people go on social media and they're watching like hood fights. Essentially, mm-hmm. oh, uh-huh. it's it's like okay, but. I can go outside in everyday life and see something
2: like that. Like, why would I want to sit a here? Wanna... right now.
0: Go hey, I can it's do like, right
1: now. It's like, why do I want to sit in my house watch it.
0: and right? watch it repeatedly? Yeah. I want it to be I
1: escapism. I want
0: escapism. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Look at, look at, look at that. We in sync. Go escapism. ahead, Escapism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I want to watch a documentary, I mean, I'll watch a documentary. <laughs> That's why it's, it's kind of like the same feeling you would have after you watch, like, um what was it, 20 Years a Slave or something? 12 Years a Slave. 12
3: Years of Slave. It's kind of you like the same thing. I mean?
1: Well,
3: uh, <laughs> I mean, considering <laughs> that we've had 400 years of oppression. Yeah.
1: Lifetime.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it's kind of like watching that. I don't want to, like, I still to this day cannot, like, willfully watch Roots. Mm-mm. I just won't do it.
3: To this day. I,
1: I, I can't.
3: Because... I don't even think I've seen Roots all the way through. Don't I, and show. they did a whole
0: remake. Look, yeah. I watched it, and after I watched it, I did not have a stomach for any torture porn ever again. Nope. Like I, that's when I first coined the term torture porn. Yeah. Cause this is it's too much. Like, I understand that this is what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a part of the art anymore. Yeah. Can we express ourselves differently? And mm-hmm. I think
3: that's what's so amazing about Jordan Peele is that the mm-hmm. way he does things, it's like, it still touches on that subject, mm-hmm. but it does it in a way that you're not left feeling... Beats. beat yeah. Mm-hmm. Emotionally drained. You're, yeah. So you're not left feeling that way. You're left feeling... Like, like at the end to Get Out, I was like, oh... But I looked at my mama in that theater. I was like, I swear on everything I love. If he get taken away by the police, killing this crazy. Bro, I thought like, he was going to get murdered by the police. Man, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I swear on everything I love. Then when I see his friend get yeah, the TSA car, I'm like, Jesus, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. But see, like, from this movement, from the, the Renaissance is black, this movement itself, mm-hmm. just being able to show off what we are, who we are, mm-hmm. black people can be in many different types of situations yes. outside of racism and those documentaries of us trying to pull yeah. ourselves together. Like, I, I it's nice, it's yeah. cool, but mm-hmm. I, I'm this over it just gets to a point where it just becomes boring. Yes. I'm sorry to say,
1: it's it, the same we shit. You keep the same thing. That's and, like and if you, only and you Asian in a little uh, mm-hmm. oh, white savior. <laughs> 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 no, I wasn't about to say not like stereotypical, <laughs> but it's kind of like for real. If you think about, it, that's like if if an Asian audience or if um, if they only made for Asian people kung fu movies, oh, yeah. then what do you think would happen?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you would get start to get stereotypes. You would start to think that that's. All the culture has. Well, I mean, they are get, it'd, it'd get like born any
0: damn way. Like yeah. they, yeah. well, they're just now starting to come out with more interesting uh, mm-hmm. feats. I wanna say, whoop whoop, with the help of our movement, you know, being in love with yourself and wanting to express you, mm-hmm. it's like, well, damn. There are other stories out there. We should look at them. We should yeah. listen to them. There,
3: there's more to every culture mm-hmm. than what is just presented to us.
0: Like it's, it's, it's more stories. It's more money out there that you could make by mm-hmm. expressing these different stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I am here for, for this movement. It, it's more of expression, it is more of telling who you are yes. and the different emotions that we all go through. Mm-hmm. So,
3: and I, I will say, I do love a good documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know horror is one of my favorite genres, mm-hmm. I do love that. I am sex. Elle was telling me about a really good documentary on Amazon about horror movies. Oh yeah, like the
0: Black Noir. Yeah,
3: and she's it's not free anymore. So (laughs) Amazon.
0: (laughs) It was really, really, really good because it talks about like the beginnings of dealing with black people in horror films Mm -hmm. and how they be seen as like token black or how the black Mm -hmm. person gets Mm -hmm. murdered at the end of a horror movie. Right. You know. Like it was really interesting vibe, and if I find the name
3: of it, because it was it's on Amazon. Last I I tried to watch it, which was around Halloween. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to pay for it, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! No, don't pay for
2: it." I mean, how much was it?
3: <laughs> I'll remember.
0: Okay, it is named. But see, Elsa, it was free horror, when she watched "A it. History of Black Horror," and it was free for me when I was. Looking Say it at one more time. It, so. The title horror noir mm-hmm. a okay. history of black horror a documentary it's mm-hmm. an hour and 23 minutes which it isn't is bad damn good uh, the description for it is ch- 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 delving into a century of genre films that by turns utilized caricatured exploited sidelined and finally embraced them this is the untold history of black americans in hollywood through their connection to the horror genre and that was lit. It was really. Can
3: I watch lit. it for free on Amazon?
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> probably. I like, thought you was gonna update Can maybe. you rent? Because <laughs> you know, I can understand paying for it like twenty bucks. For, but this, you know, a reasonable
3: mm-hmm. price. I might consider it's it. Shutter, if you
0: wanted to get like a free Shutter. thing with them for a high second. It's
1: probably on YouTube.
0: How You're much is
3: it you up on Amazon? Rent it, if that's like a dollar ninety nine, then you know, I I do that for a dollar ninety nine. But if it's like
1: But if it's three dollars. <laughs>
0: it <says> subscribe. <laughs> Not happening
1: <laughs> Did
0: you say if it's three dollars? <laughs> okay. But it says just subscribe and watch. So I guess you can watch it again now. I mm, mm. Never mind. Um, nope. No. Nope. Mm-mm. You have to watch it by subscribing to uh, either one of these three things that they have here. All BLK. Shutter or AMC Plus, so it's not even on Amazon anymore. You'd have to watch it through their kind of. That's what it's got popping uh, up from right here. Oh, hmm.
3: oh, which means so Amazon does sub subscriptions. Yeah, where it's like you have to have one. Of, so yeah, no. So for four ninety nine,
0: <laughs> you could look at it. Uh, that's more in the Kale, look at that. <laughs> All I know is a damn good movie. And whoever can get the chance to like, actually see it, if you can see it,
3: then watch. give me your login so I can watch <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, Kale. You,
0: you can watch it online later on. You can watch it online when we go home. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, she finessed me. <laughs> Still me on, on
3: budget.
2: on the
0: spot, though. I should turn my shit off
3: tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. But, yes, God. I did want to see it. Because I'm like, if you saying it's a good documentary, it's then good. it's I, I just definitely
0: one I want to see. Like, I learned so much from it. And, you know, uh, it was from, I think, from our first season Either the second episode or the third, when we had our guest on Dolls and Dead Souls. And yes. We, she had talked about it, and of course I had. To
3: Actually, it. I think that was our second. I think it was probably our second. Cause
1: yeah, a Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: It was our okay. Halloween episode. <laughs> uh,
0: damn, we've been out here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. So. In short, we did discuss the history behind the Harlem Renaissance. We did discuss the second black uh, movement where it's like black is love, black mm-hmm. is beautiful mm-hmm. movement. And then lastly, we discussed about the last, what's happening right now mm-hmm. with our movement on self-expression, just yes. being yourself, just being you, I'm tired of being excellent all the damn time. Can mm-hmm. I take a break? Yes. <laughs> that kind of form. Yep. And I want to say that's about it for now. So, moral of the wanna... story. <laughs> moral, moral of the story. story. Moral well, kind of give <laughs> an end moral. to
1: the article of um, The Renaissance is Black. He it. said, and I quote Our imaginations are not bound by racism. The Black Renaissance cannot be bound. The Black Renaissance is fighting for the freedom of being. The mm-hmm. Black Renaissance is the freedom of being. We are free. Beautiful.
0: Chills, baby chills. <laughs> wow. wow! Holy shit! Wow! Thank you for that, Jada. <laughs> <perfect>. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect touch. So. Let's stay tuned for our uh, next episode of the Weird Negro Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next episode is going to be J Dub. What yep. we got? We have
1: got the. It's going to be um. Uh, it's going to be our weird episode on music yes. uh, slash sounds. You know, just anything, with sounds, but mainly like let's get weird about music.
0: Let's yes. get weird about music. I'm yeah. excited for that. Yeah. I know. I am excited. We're be I'm already thinking upon of the all, list. I'm about to yeah, discuss
1: <laughs> all types of music. All types uh, weird. You know like it is some weird music, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you think about music and uh humans and stuff like that, how it evolved with us, how somebody just grabbed like some bones and started hitting on a stick you to know, make music. How, <laughs> I don't know how powerful
0: <laughs> and how just amazing music can be. Yeah,
1: how it make you feel, and also
0: how scary it can be. Yeah. So, yeah. Listen, yep. before I drop this completely and call it call it quit, say goodbye to everyone. I just want to admit to our fans that <laughs> in the beginning of this podcast, while we were like recording uh, it for today, oh my uh-huh. goodness. we were doing our test run, you know, testing, testing, our one, sound check, our sound check, we were making little music, little beats, mm-hmm. tell me why, <laughs> when we stopped recording and Cam hit the playback button, you could hear somebody, a fourth person. Wait, what,
1: what was the sound? <laughs> like,
0: oh, wow. like,
1: like, huh?
2: Yeah. What the fuck?
0: And he was a beast though. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded like a grown ass And man it was, was like hearing. that. Like it wasn't any
3: like anybody tapping their foot or it moving wasn't something or anything. <laughs> so- <laughs> right. It was literally like and and you know it's not us because as that sound is being made, we're talking over it. Yeah. Right. So this is something that was like. An extra audio underneath our own voices.
0: Not gonna yeah. lie, like it was <laughs> fire. The beat was gone. but we also like,
3: what the hell is making that yeah. sound? And that it was not consistent. It didn't weird. stop. It only stopped when we hit complete on the audio. That's when yeah.
0: it stopped.
3: That's when it stopped. But it it was it was consistently just.
1: Mm-hmm. I just want to say shout mm-hmm. out to all the spirits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like. They just knew we was going to be making a record right quick. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted, to they wanted a feature. I mean, like, oh, oh, my God. Unfortunately,
3: beats, bro, for real. we no longer have the audio.
1: Yeah, because Cam, Cam decided it. to delete it.
3: I'm sorry. It was natural We could have been habit. famous. It was natural <laughs> habit. I'm sorry. I, it was just like what I'm accustomed to doing in our podcast process. <laughs> Um, I do know though. Let's see how this ends up. May show up so
2: Please I don't.
0: don't. I please don't show up. This spirit, like,
1: listen, <laughs> don't be doing this on this episode. You can do this on the next episode. Yeah. That's more fitting. It is random more sounds. Yeah. Music
0: and please fire. don't mess with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. let sleep calm. Well, we get to leave J-9 right. We we are okay. quick okay so I've, I've been a little <clears throat> discombobulated from dealing with that <laughs> but let's go ahead and end it on a good note all right uh thank you yep. to all our beautiful weirdos for tuning in this mm-hmm. has been another episode of the weird negro podcast and as always i'm L so Lee. hey
1: see you guys later it's your boy j-dub
0: thanks for hanging with us it's cam lotus and let's chill to the next episode
3: peace
2: See how